Welcome everyone to another episode in our series of Goodwood Festival of Speed podcast where we tracked down a load of interesting and important people and fired a load of interesting questions at them. And this one is all about Katie Munning. So she's an Extreme E driver. She's a British rally driver. She's a TV presenter. She's also a contributor to Top Gear magazine, although we've actually never met her until we the, sat yeah, down with her in this interview. Yeah, it was quite interview. cute for you to have uh, you know, a real-life interaction, IRL, as they say on the internet. But uh, yes, because basically in the mag each month, Katie does uh, driving techniques mm-hmm. uh, using her wealth of experience because she seems to be one of the busiest drivers on the planet currently, yeah. competing everywhere in everything. Yeah, it's nice, love, nice to see a modern driver that has some versatility you know, rather than just specialising in, in one series and, and ploughing that furrow. But we managed to uh, fire some questions at her. Basically, we wanted to get more driving technique advice out of her. So she advised us on how to do burnouts, how to do jumps, how to do J-turns as well. Was there anything else? Well, the main thing was we were in kind of Red Bull's area of uh, of the Goodwood Festival of Speed, which the Red Bull lot are quite a rowdy bunch of people. So we had Travis Pastrana there, their NASCARs, their drift cars. So if you hear a bit of background noise, we're sorry. Couldn't do anything about, about it. But uh, yeah, Katie was brilliant. Yeah, so they're all jacked up on Red Bull. That's their problem. They're mm. jumping around, making all this noise while we're trying to record a podcast. Oh, and uh, watch out for a Katie Munning shout out to my five-year-old daughter at the end. Dad of the year. All right, here's Katie. Okay, so we're here in the Red Bull paddock with Katie Munnings. Um, it's a bit noisy around here. You're probably going to hear tannoys. Uh, there's uh, wheel nut guns going off over there, F1 cars behind us. So bear with us on the noise. But Katie, yeah, um, rally driver, extreme E driver, um, TV presenter, but most importantly, a writer for Top Gear magazine. That's now. the big one. That's what That's the LinkedIn cool. profile Top says. Top of the CV, that one. Yeah, yeah, Top exactly. of the CV. Um, so, so Katie, if you didn't know, now writes um, a most excellent column for us on uh, driving tips. It's called Katie on Car Control, where she gives people um, excellent, well-explained driving tips. And I'll be honest, every time you send it in, I learn a little something. Um, and by the way, Katie, we've spoken a lot over email. Um, but we've never met each other in person, so it's nice to meet you. It's lovely to meet you guys as well. It feels like one of those lockdown things, doesn't it? Where yeah. you just sat on Zoom all the time, so to do it in face-to-face is way better. Yeah, there was about five or ten minutes when uh, we were sort of smiling at each other, and then Katie clocked. Oh, you're the Jack! You're the Jack that emails me and chases me for words every month. So that was a nice But she moment. is very punctual with her words, the delivery of the words. So I it's thought fine, I was so. late, so I'm glad you say that, because no, I was feeling worse, a bit guilty. Worse. Jack's always late, and he's no, the one who dictates. No, we shouldn't have said that now. The next one's going to turn up right on day line but anyway um katie it's lovely to meet you what what are you up to this weekend what's your uh, we've got the extreme e-car here on the hill which is super exciting actually because it's my first time that we've kind of driven this with this many spectators because we race behind closed doors so for them people to see it up close everyone's just really shocked at how big the car is so um yeah i'm taking that up the hill every day timmy my teammate is here as well so we're sharing those duties nice is it designed to go on tarmac definitely not designed for tarmac we've been completely cutting the corners i think we're going to get some black flags though because everyone's saying if you cut the corner obviously it then destroys the track for you know whatever porsche is following you which doesn't want grass on there for some weird reason so oh well look it's about keeping the crowd whipped up so cut that corner get it nice and sideways and they'll be but also heading up to the flint wall in that car it must wibble wobble like a jelly on a plate trying to get through it is that pretty daunting it is actually pretty sketchy because i think it's like 2.3 meters 
meters or something wide. Like it's it is it is a really wide car, and it's quite quite narrow up there between the hay bale and the wall. Um, when I did my first run yesterday, I was like even on the straight, it felt like I was on a boat. It was just wobbling from side to side. But we have to be super careful because we're racing in like a week and a half's time now with this exact car, oh. so we're going really easy on the transmission because it's not designed for tarmac. So everything like all of the starts when we're launching and everything is going to be wearing it away. So it'd be pretty gutting if we broke something in Sardinia just because we were showboating here. Yeah, and I suppose you're getting quite conflicted messages on the start line. It's like, go for it, Katie, put on a show, but don't break anything and be really careful. Off you go. Exactly. I've, I think I've had WhatsApps, emails and phone calls from my team principal in America saying, do not crash the car. <laughs> well, and then all the spectators on the side just want to see you launch it. So it, it is hard. Lovely. And have you had a chance to look around and see some of the other bikes and racing cars and supercars and other stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, Goodwood? There's no other place where you can get this close to the action. Um, it's cool actually being here on the first couple of days before the weekend because I think when the crowds come it's actually so hard to see anything but it's been really cool actually to, to see what's going on here I got to drive some different cars last year as well up the hill so it was a very different experience to this week oh what did you get last year I was in an Aston it was actually really funny because it was a soft top and then uh, halfway up the hill there was a crash or something so we all got parked in the middle of the track and it started really raining so I had an umbrella in the car so I'm driving one handed with an umbrella trying to protect like all of the interior that I know is like skills yeah but skills see, I can do that no no you see, you, the, Make it a bathtub, the modern racing driver has to be so versatile, don't they? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you know how it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything here that, you know, if the keys were left in the ignition of everything, what, what would you ever go up the hill in? I was looking at the Audi Quattro rally cars earlier. Oh. I feel like the rally, I love, I you, you know, I love dirt and I love sliding, and that's always going to beat tarmac for me, so I would probably go up to the rally stage. To be fair, I did drive Colin McRae's uh, championship-winning Subaru last year on the rally stage. I mean, that's that's peak, yeah. that's peak and rally you know car. Sounds like a rubbish weekend, doesn't they, it? <laughs> they completely keep it spec to how it was. They basically bought it as soon as he finished. He went into Park Ferme, came out, so it's still got, like, the snack wrappers from the the final event that they did in the, in the car you know that they, they were they they didn't want to change anything basically so it's like as it was so to sit in there the energy of it was incredible how did it feel what was the car like oh it's, it was amazing I mean you know like the suspension and everything has improved nowadays but to get a sensation for what he was driving and the speed that he would have been going in that over the jumps and everything with the kit there I was like wow he is a real hero oh amazing right now talking about driving skill so we wanted to um, have some fun and set your challenge as we said your column is about giving people driving tips so we thought we'd throw some yeah driving maneuvers some driving skills at you and see if you can off the cuff we haven't pre-warned katie about any of these um sum up how to do these various driving skills do you want to have a go oh wow okay yeah go on it's then. basically your column but live. Okay, no pressure then. And it's also not what you'll learn at BSM when your 17 year old's the L plate's yeah, on. We're, we're not talking about reversing around the corner or uh, three point turns here. Um, Roan, what, what should we go with first? Right. The one that everyone in the UK needs to know about ice driving. Yeah. I'm a newbie to ice driving. What do I need to know? I think if you've, if you've come from tarmac, then everyone's really um, kind of cautious on ice because obviously it's super slippery. Um, it depends what studs you've got. If you've got good studs, then it kind of, you get, you know, you get really good grip in it. But if you don't, then that's where it becomes way more fun. People are really scared of braking hard though on ice because they think that it's the car's not going to stop. But you actually have to brake hard to get the tyres to dig into the ice. So you have to have a bit of confidence going into it. And patience is the number one thing, I think. You know, if, you, if you've got a 90 degree corner, you have to turn in early because it takes a while for the car to catch the slide to rotate. It's not like driving on tarmac. So when I've been an instructor in the past, you're always in the snowbank on the first corner because people try and drive the tarmac line and, and massively overshoot it. But what's What's, what's, what's the magic with the Scandi flick? How do, Scandi I, how do flick. I initiate that just to go around Tesco? 
well, <laughs> on ice. <laughs> on ice. Scandinavian Tesco. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so you basically, it's a weight transfer thing. So you're turning away from the corner as you're braking to, to kind of initiate the slide that way. So when you come back around, the inertia is like double the momentum. And so it flicks you around really easily. That's kind of when you, we don't really do that so much nowadays in modern cars. Like I was in the uh, the new electric rallycross car, which I'm racing this year, and you can't drive like that. Like Carlos Sainz tried it and he drives really like that, really aggressive. And he got out and he was like, you know, I don't, I don't like it. It doesn't suit my driving style because you have to be super smooth because the cars are so set up to just rotate on them on the road nowadays. You can't pull the handbrake. You just completely spin. So, but in the old fashioned cars where you really had to work at it, you had to use this weight transfer by flicking it one way and then to help it turn in into the right way on the corner. Do you miss that? Absolutely, it's so much fun to drive like that. I mean, I'm not saying that modern day cars aren't because they, you know, there's no better feeling in the world to, to slide easily, you know, because you always feel like a hero when you see pictures of it and whatever. But I think to, to drive old cars like that is where you really learn your true skills as a driver. So like I started in front wheel drive rally cars and that was like the best place for that because you have to really use the weight transfer. You can't rotate it on the power. It's not rear wheel drive or four wheel drive. So you really have to learn to slide with weight transfer and that momentum. See, that's the difference with car journalism, isn't it? We should probably start with, you know, a front-wheel drive, a Fiesta ST on a track, but often you're just sort of lobbed in at the deep end with something with 500 horsepower and rear-wheel drive. And, uh, or we yeah. try it, but as Katie said, you just need that one picture that make you look heroic with all yeah, the systems exactly. yeah, semi-off, and then you'll be all right. That's, that's the all difference. we need. We drive for cameras, you drive for the clock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so different, different set of skills. Um, what about the J-turn? Have you got a J-turn in your locker? <laughs> Yeah, so I grew up like doing that. That was kind of probably my with a handbrake turn. That was probably one of my first tricks. So um, I just kind of did it in my standard road car in a field. Um, and I think that the, the key is to know, and this sounds really stupid, but to know when you're reversing, to know which way you're wanting to flick it, because when you're reversing at speed and then you turn the wheel really, wheel really quickly. I've had it before where I've turned the wheel and then I've kind of spun in the opposite direction to where I thought I was going to go. So when I was doing grass auto testing, the key is always to obviously look, be looking behind you, but then you have to be super quick going from reverse into first. Um, it's actually really easy to do. It makes you look like a champion, but it's like, I'd say it's one of the easiest things because all you literally do is pin it and then rotate the it car also, with the wheel. It stands you in good stead for a future career as a... Uh as a stunt driver. Exactly. Uh, in movies. Or if I know. ever want to like rob a bank or something, then I'm getting out of there quickly. Yeah, that's a much more practical, practical use of your driving skills. <laughs> um, just a truck going past, the tannoy going off. Everyone's conspiring against us. And I think we may get a NASCAR firing up. Is that going to happen? Brilliant. All right. You know, it's not like we don't like the sound of a NASCAR firing up. It's just we no, but here in the Red Bull paddock, they've got a bit of everything. We've got drift cars, we've got NASCARs. We're opposite some amazing aero race cars. We need to come down to mine. It's electric. We don't have that noise problem at all. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're in the wrong place. Just some wine. Just some wine. But um, let's talk about being airborne and jumps. You've yeah. probably spent half your life doing it if you collect up all your yeah. air time. What is the secret of, uh, of jumping a car? Do we just... I, I suppose jumping a car, there's no secret. Drive quickly off a ramp, but... How do you not crash? How, yeah, yeah. How, how, do you, how do you stop that from... To be honest, I'm still learning. <laughs> like, I'm still figuring this out. Like, our last race in Extreme last year, I was, like, the first in free practice to go off what they called a knife edge. And it was, um, it was, they actually used it to test tanks. So it was, like, vertically up, vertically down. They mellowed it a bit for us, but not massively. And I thought I was going in quite chilled, really killed the speed, but it just took off. It's all to do with the, the angle of the ramp, the, you know, the run-up to it. And there's nothing I could do in the air. You know, you can play... In our car, we can't, in Extreme because we don't have 
power in the air. But if you were in like a normal r rally car, if you throttle, it kind of brings the front of the, the nose of the car up to land flat. Um, but I was just way over. I completely landed on the front. I kind of smashed all the sensors or whatever. So uh, don't come to me for jump tips. My teammate's pretty good at jumping, but it's, it is it's one of those things. The landing is the important bit, but the only way that you can get the landing right is by getting the takeoff right. It's all about approach speed and you have to be on the throttle as you take off to make sure that the nose of the car's in the air. If you're breaking over the top of a jump, you're just nose diving straight away. Doesn't matter what speed you're going. Because in Extreme, you're on spec dampers, aren't you? You're all on the yeah. same thing. So I guess you do have to become slightly better or worse at it. Some people could be better because they're all landing on the same dampers and some people, as we've seen the footage, just explode. So yeah. it's just one of those skills, isn't it, that you've sort of, it sounds like you just need to do it. You need yeah. to get a feel for it. You need to yeah. get some practice in. <laughs> it's one of those, a bit like ski jumping that at some point you're just going to have to point your skis down yeah. this massive hill and fly off the end of a ramp and see it what is. happens. And I always think that with you know, the massive jump they had in Nitro Rallycross where they have, like, they're have they jumping over the top of other cars on the circuit below and I say like how how in your head did you psych yourself up for that? And Travis Pastrana would say like I could do it in a rental car, the physics are if you're going at this speed in this gear then you'll be able to clear it yeah. and so I think that, that you know Timmy said to me there's only been two times he's been scared in his career in a car and that approaching that was one of them but um, I'm <laughs> would, not sure would you I'd have a go I don't know I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure to be honest with you it looked pretty sketchy from the outside because we're, we're opposite uh, Travis's uh, new Jim Carner car here and this is a man who a pre I think in the last one he did a jump at 140 miles an hour which like you said about the ski jumps you just got to have balls to, yeah, just to keep it pinned and then see what happens it sounds like do the maths in advance and then at least you've got confidence in your numbers going off the end you know? exactly and I feel like in America they don't have so many like health and safety rules like we have over here in the UK and in Europe so I feel like they can get away with a bit more especially for him to be fair coming from motocross he must feel really safe now in a car because he's got a roll cage he must kind of feel invincible yeah he doesn't ragdoll out of it yeah. alright and uh, should we go one, one final skill very important skill for a car journalist this um, especially if you're not able to drive it sideways at 100 miles an hour with smoke coming out the back is the burnout um, because <laughs> create drama without massive amounts of skill how would you do a burnout in a manual car I think this is my favourite thing to watch, you know, when you see videos of people that have just bought a supercar and they're in a street and then suddenly they're like through the Sainsbury's shop window instantly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it is. It's or go through a clutch. Yeah, it's like, no, it's smoking really, exactly. really well. Hmm, that smells like clutch and the exactly. tyres aren't moving. Yeah. But yeah. So how do you do it properly? How do you get those rear wheels spinning and uh, a well, massive... It's, you know, it's a different kind of threshold in each car. Obviously, you have to fill it uh, for yourself. But I think it's just a kind of clutch management with the throttle. Obviously, it's like, as it sounds, you know, you're completely burning out the clutch yeah. and the tyres. It's a clutch management. <laughs> Dump the clutch. Yeah. Get, off it. Get <laughs> off it as soon as possible, yeah. 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 Exactly, yeah. It's, it, I'd say that's probably one of the, the, the things that you watch that look quite hard, but skills-wise, I don't think it requires that much. You just have to make sure the steering's don't pointing the right way when you catch grip. give our secret away, Katie. It's a really, really difficult skill. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I think that's, um, we'll wrap it up there. But I did have one final request, actually. So my five-year-old daughter, Ruby, is a huge fan of oh. yours and Katie's amazing machine. So I promised her this morning when I spoke to her on Zoom, not Zoom, I don't have business <laughs> meetings with my daughter, <laughs> FaceTime, um, that I'd get you to say hello to Ruby. So oh, could you do that? Of course. Hello, Ruby. Thank you for watching my show. Um, it'd be great to meet you one day. Bring, come along to the Festival of Speed next year and we'll get you in the car. Dad of the year over here. Yeah, That's it. well Dad done, mate. Well Save done. that one for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Katie. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, Thank have a you. wicked weekend. And you guys, cheers. Cheers.